This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Get it where all books are sold. This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by The Witness, a Black Christian collective. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? If this is your first time at Truth Table, welcome to the table. And if you've been sitting at the table with us all these years, we are so grateful that you have been listening to us through these years, and we are inviting you to partner with us and support our work at patreon.com slash truthstable. Now pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives and Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table. See, how you doing, girl? I'm waiting for this order of tacos to come. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real. Listen, real behind the scenes moment, because we did just order some tacos. Yes. And I just feel like tacos are a very, very special food. You know, they, just, hey, they, they, they hit the spot. Tacos this, are. Hey, this California girl never refuses Tacos, even when they're not made Listen, in California. I think I've only had tacos once in California. I appreciate them, but I'm willing to take tacos anywhere. They could be, they could be somebody's after school tacos, or they could be a food truck taco. Great, you name it. It's a great. There, there are a couple of food items that I'm just like, yes. even, even the downgrade version of it. It's still, still doable, you know. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not the topic on the table. That's not about the things that Plot I like twist. to eat. Surprise, surprise. That's not what's <laughs> on the table. <laughs> we are here to talk about our well, one-year book of our I mean, hello, hello. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. And see, listen, you can see me do my shimmy. If, if you are watching this, you know that I'm doing the birthday shimmy. That is, this book is. It's a little book that could. Been in the world for one year. Happy birthday, True Stable, Black year. Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. So we decided that we would just talk about what does it mean that this book is one year old? Yes. And all that mean? has happened and changed and that has been learned. Since last April 2022, April 26, when this book was born, when this baby Came was birthed, have you bought this book? That, yet? Listen, that's the remix. Have you bought this book? Yet? <laughs> Let's have make today you today. It? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. God it. knows if you've bought it or not. Buy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end. That's that the end of the episode. That would be I'm just giving you an example. Uh, yes. My goodness. So <laughs> how do we, boy, how do we feel that our book is one year? It's, one it's year. a one year old. <laughs> well, I, it's one year. It's not even, quite, it's not even quite a toddler yet. Um, so there was a lot to make this book happen. Yeah. So I think, I think in some ways it feels like why wow, it's been one year of just, it being put out into the world, but all that it took to get it out in the world to begin with. Yeah. There was so much happening. Like, and this is the midst of like, co- I don't know, COVID. Yeah, the pandemic, <laughs> for sure. The pandemic. Um, and yeah. N- not at- table season six, maybe a five. Well, actually, it was always happening during a season. Yes. Table, yeah. Yes. Just finding the time to write it. I think on our personal lives, we all have, we have all kinds of dynamics going on because yeah. we know we have lives. 
We are people. You know, there are times when I feel like that we are, we probably read maybe to some people, like the way that your elementary school teachers were to you. You know how you only knew them in the classroom. And then if you would see them out and about, you were like, Miss Jenkins is at the grocery store. What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm like, like, this is actually not what we do most of the time. (laughs) We're not mostly on microphones. Yeah. So anyway, we had a lot of life going on. Everybody had a lot of life. Yeah. A lot of life happening, uh, personally, professionally, you name it, medically, all the things yeah. at, at this time. And so it's just it's just a, a it was a real grace that the book came to be, <laughs> that it actually got out in the world, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that there know. is a book. Let me just say that. Praise God. There's a book. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot going on. Yeah, you're right. And you named all. I was like, that's true. That. Oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> It took a lot of work, y'all. It took a lot of work, um, a lot of, you know, especially as first-time authors, right? So there's things that you you don't know what you don't know. So you do operate with some level, you know, of ignorance. Right. Not, you know, not in a pejorative sense, but just you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. You don't know how, how does the marketing work? How does this work? You know, agent, no agent. There's stuff you're still going to learn <laughs> that you just don't know or you can't 110%. anticipate. 110%. You know, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it just took a lot of work to, to, to do the writing, but then also doing the writing after doing the writing, um, uh, putting the book out into the world. I, I mean, that's something I didn't anticipate having to do a lot of the legwork to market the book. Yeah. I actually assumed <laughs> that that's something that the publisher, you know, uh, does and really owns, you know, mm-hmm. but the publishing industry has shifted so yeah. much, um, according to, um, you know, OG established authors, they even talk about the ways that the industry has shifted. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being a newbie in the industry, you're just like, wait, what? I gotta do that. I gotta do that. What do y'all do? Yeah. Yeah, Right. I'm just keeping it real. I'm telling you. Listen, they printed this book on some paper and put it, you know, in in shipments like that, you know. I I think that one of the things that I, to your point, that I underestimated, I think for a lot of people, they feel like the hardest part is the writing of the book. And it is hard in a particular it way. Hard. It's hard. It's hard in a certain way. It is hard. But you actually have to sell your book. You that is hard have thing. to sell your book. And so I'm like, oh, that's that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, that's you a have thing. to figure that out, and so, which is why it's really important that you believe in what you write. I think one, oh, for sure. you really have to believe in what you write, right? Because you're going to have to really mark. Make the case for why people should buy your book. These are the facts. Yeah. These and and honestly, had I known we had to really sell the book, I'm a salesperson by, by mm-hmm. skill, yeah. by profession, by that's what I'm training. That is my, yeah. uh, my job. History. That's your thing. I'm a, you know, salesperson. So had I known that, you know, on the front end that I would have had a bit of a different. Um, kind of go into book the mode to do that. Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. gone into a sales mode, a marketing mode, mm-hmm. a different posture, you know, but I felt like I, we didn't really quite learn that until it was, we were in it and it was time yeah. to activate. And so we could only, you know, do so much, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I think some, some of this stuff is that you have to, if you're writing for accolades and mm-hmm. recognition and sales numbers and mm-hmm. all these things, you're going to be, I don't know. I think it'll be, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Let me say it that way. That might come, might happen, mm-hmm. you know, um, might trickle out or it might not. And so you got to know your why. And it may not happen this time around. I mean, I know people who I think of That's right. 
as I mean, I think their core, I think their first professional or vocational identity is author, is writer. Yes. And um, and it shows like in what they produce and how they engage the world. And I think there are other people who writing is one of the extensions that you use to put whatever is important to you out in the yeah. world, right? And so I, I don't think of I don't think of being an author as my first identity. I think of authorship and writing as a vehicle, a vehicle. to do what I think is probably more of my primary ministry identity work, et cetera. So it's a vehicle, but it's not like my core identity. Whereas we do know, we know folks that are like, that's, that's their, that's their top tier identity. Um, And I actually am really grateful that it's not my top identity because I do think it would leave me really frustrated and exhausted with the state of, of publishing and the (laughs) politics and dynamics of it. it, You know, um, so yeah, that's one that's one thing that I walked away having kind of a, a deep appreciation for people that we know and love that are authors, first and foremost identity. We are authors because we, you know, we've all yeah, we're authors, books. yeah. But I, I for me, I don't think of it as my top it's not my top identity. Mm-hmm. Um I will write again. I, I you know, I have other things that I've been percolating on. But I but I think the thing that I know that I will do that's core to like my person like my personality, my calling is oh, I will t- certainly teach. Mm-hmm. I will certainly lead. Like mm-hmm. those are those mm-hmm. are the things mm-hmm. that are big that are and authorship is just one way to channel those mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for all three of us, yeah, we, we, the authors of the book, I don't think really authorship is any of our first identities. I mean, I really do think of myself as really a public theologian when people understand as a public intellectual, you know, mm-hmm. and the ways in order to get those public thoughts out, you do have to write. <laughs> You do have to write. You do have to do TV. You do have to do, you know, these different... um, A podcast. And you have to do a podcast, you know? (laughs) And so... It's um, helpful. Yeah, it's just, it's helpful, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that... And I think it's helpful to do that, to think in that way, you know, um, because it keeps you malleable, Mm -hmm. you know, flexible, highly adaptable, Mm -hmm. you know, to changing times, right? You know, if if podcasting were to end tomorrow, I think we'd actually talk about this. I'd be like, well... It's been a great run. Oh, well, it's time to move on. But <laughs> I'm still going to do what God's called me to do. I'm still going to be a public intellectual. I'm still going to be thinking yes. public theology. Just what's these the next the, vehicle? These are the vehicles. These are the what's vehicles. the next vehicle? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and like you said, I'm, I'm going to be working on a book. Actually, got to get in, get that in by the end of the month. So, you know, um, you know, so <laughs> I, I am working on, you know, a, a solo book and, and things. But, but yeah, I, 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 tr- I actually just try not to make... Um, I don't know. I just try not to pitch my tent too firmly, really, in any of the m- many things that I do, because I am a multi-hyphenate. I do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do voiceover work. Um, I do um, consulting. I do writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I do speaking, mm-hmm. leading, teaching. So it's really a lot of different things. So I try not to um, make my home in any one of those things, clearly. It's kind of hard to do that. There'll be like 10 homes. <laughs> I do a lot of things, you know, so, exactly. so it's helpful to be able to go, okay, this first season, we put this down. This next season, we pick this up, you know, and so I'm grateful for, um, for the book, yeah. uh, you know, in this season, that has been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is, what are some, what were some things that you would do differently? Oh, now? differently now? Yeah, yeah. One year later, now that the book is out into the world, now you've written it, you've had the experience of publishing a book, mm-hmm. you know, through a tr- traditional, you know, publisher, what would you do yeah. differently now? Or- you know, I think that 
I would have loved to, and again, I may not have had control to do this. So it's the idea of, it's almost like magic wand. Like this is all, <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is all hypothetical. That <laughs> will never happen. Um, but I think I would have wanted to give myself the ability to write with a bit more breathing room. I mean, you know, I had been quite, I had, I had been quite nice. sick. I think when I think over the last three years, and I don't know how much publicly I've talked about it, but I mean, I had COVID multiple times, but I also had a surgery. Yes. Over the last three years and and then moved to another part of the country. It just had a lot of jazz going on. It was. And I think there are so many things that I have done in my life, professional things and, and personal things, that I, it's very rare I've had the privilege to center on a thing at a time. So even in this book project, yes. I had another book project that came out right before <laughs> yeah. it, uh, Faithful Anti-Racism. And th so so I had that project, although I started that much earlier, but it was a much more it was a more technically demanding project. Mm -hmm from a research and analysis standpoint, then this book was more of kind of an emotive, mm -hmm. you know, emo emotively demanding with storytelling. Um, but the other one was more kind of analytically demanding. Uh, but, but all of that stuff is in the same pot at the same time. So I think if I had to do it yeah. over again, I would have been able to dedicate a, a sabbatical season of writing to it. That would have been very sweet, very lovely yeah. to do. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. So that's the kind of street I live on is like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And um, so that's that's one thing I think I would have done differently. The other thing is that, you know, and you know, I've, talk, I've talked about this. I enjoy t I enjoy titling things and, and thinking about the way that we can use language to summarize something. I would have titled the book differently in retrospect. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, and, and again, I think it comes out of my like my, my clinical background. I'm, Any we're, title we're, that comes to mind? Or? I think we would have started with musings. Instead of started with Truth's Table, mm -hmm. I think there were probably marketing decisions around that that mm -hmm. I probably should have thought more about and pushed back on at the mm -hmm. time. But I think leading with Black women's musings would have been wise. And then the second title would have been a compilation of essays by Truth's Table, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. Um, but I, I would have flipped it. And I think because the book required too much knowledge of who we were as a as a podcasting brand. Yeah. When you kind of walk by. Now, with that being said, we did everything we could to amplify it from our vantage point. But I think starting with musings would have been yeah. a wise mm -hmm. call. Um, yeah. Those two, for a practical level, those are two things I would have done differently. Uh, how about you? What would, as you think about the process of writing, what was created and all that, what would you say if you had a magic wand? What would you have modified yeah. along the way? Yeah, I think that, um, I think the, uh, definitely retitling that, mm -hmm. just seeing the importance of titling the book. I think Black so, black Women something, yeah. starting lineage. She, sure. mu she muses. Mm -hmm. I think I probably would have mm -hmm. leaned into something like that. Yeah, because I think it's important to mm -hmm. see you know, name your audience, you know, mm -hmm. name who you're, you know, I think it's just helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've seen that even just with some of our peers, I was like, oh yeah, that's really titled really well, mm -hmm. you know, and so, and those, you know, those units move. So I think I, definitely retitling it, mm -hmm. you know, um, for sure. Uh, I think I, I would have actually pushed, I'm going to keep it very well, I would have pushed for a much bigger advance, mm -hmm. much bigger, mm -hmm. because I, because of the PR marketing aspect. Mm -hmm. And then would have, with that advance, paid somebody to PR, you know, to do mm -hmm. um, uh, for a longer time. Right. You know what I mean? For a longer time to yeah. um, to actually handle that for like yeah. six months, mm -hmm. like, you know, four to six months. I would have probably wanted us to be able to have that yeah. um, in our back pocket and just fund it. And that would have to come out of the advance, you know. Um, uh, what else would I have done? 
you know, um, differently. I think I'm, I, I feel good about the chapters that I chose to do. I think they, they were the right things, you know, mm-hmm. the right topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still feel good about that. And you're always going to change, right? And shift from yeah. when you wrote it. So, you know, my, there's things maybe you would add or take away or whatnot. But I, mm-hmm. I as we've been teaching, because we've been teaching through our book in the Facebook yeah. um, Black Women's Discipleship Group. And as, as I reread it, I was like, okay, no, this still holds up. You know, yeah. which is good, you know. <laughs> you can still stand by it. Mm-hmm. I can still stand by it. I still, you know, believe in that. I'm going to say, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, particularly like the singleness one because that was my most, most vulnerable, right. you know, uh, chapter. And uh, a most vulnerable piece I've written to date um, is the Hidden in Plain Sight, a Single Black Woman's Manifesto and in the love section of the book. And so, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I reread it in order to teach it. And I was like, okay, I still stand by, stand by this, you know, Mm -hmm. my, you know, maybe my, some of my development has, you know, it's changed or my even dating experiences have evolved a bit, but yeah, uh, I'm off the dating app to praise God. (laughs) Go get your liberty. That's right. I'm off. (laughs) Either God's going to do it or it ain't going to get done. Well, well. But it ain't going to happen through the apps for me no more. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I stand by that. I feel good about those chapters. I think that's good because mm-hmm. some people are like, well, maybe we needed something lighter in there or maybe, but that's not truth table. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, that's not, yeah, yeah. That's just not us, right? We don't really um, deal in fluff. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's heavy. And I think even when I think about your chapters, Michelle's and the, one, the ones that I contributed as well, they... They were they were deeply personal. I mean, they they came out of our own lived narratives. And I I think that I've always talked about having a volume two because there's mm-hmm. a, because I don't mm-hmm. it, it isn't it isn't so much that I would want to change the past. It's just that I feel like there are some additional topics on the table that uh, yeah. would would, you know, serve a, a next a next volume of this book, yeah. for example. So, yeah. and also, you know, one of the things I really appreciated about it was that, you know, we knew that uh, Truth Table would be, you know, we, that we would co-lead it and that, you know, it ha- had started and been founded with Michelle Higgins mm-hmm. and um, who I refer to as Mimi. It started with Michelle and, uh, well, we knew that that was going to, that was going to shift. So we knew that before our audience knew that and all, you know. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, this book represented kind of the, you know, the, the final note for the work that we did together as a trio. So kind of Yeah, capturing. the first iteration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Capturing, capturing our it's work together, capturing our voices together and kind of what was developed in shape. So, it, so I think it has, a, it has a special place in my heart because of that as well. Yeah. Uh, because it becomes uh, a way of, of putting a bow on a, a journey mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And then obviously true staple has continued to go on and has, has shifted in some ways. And we've, 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 we have, um, as always kind of go back to our core mission, our core purpose mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. And that helps us to shape, you know, what this iteration of truth table is, is yeah. looking like what it's focused on, um, wh- what it's going to lean into. So I've, I have positive memories about that, about it, you know, oh, yeah. um, being a part of that and that I don't, I don't have any regrets about that, 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 that bow, that final bow of the, the three voices together in this book. Me either. I thought, yeah, I think that's the, the best way. I think I, I can't think of a better way actually, mm-hmm. you know, to, ha- to close a particular chapter, you know, of, yeah. Truth table, you know, and then to yeah. begin, you know, another. So, you know, let's take a quick commercial yeah. break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about more about our book. <laughs> 
our book anniversary, our, our one-year-old book. <laughs> True statement. Yes. Black women's music is a life, love, and liberation. Y'all make sure you get a copy. I mean, okay. right now, where right all now. books are sold. What y'all waiting on? We'll be right back. <laughs> Don't go nowhere. Sisters, there isn't a conference like Joy and Justice. This year, the Joy and Justice Conference is back with its theme, Rise Up and Flourish. See, most conferences are heavily intellectual or heavily inspirational, but the Joy and Justice 23 Conference is the perfect combination of both. It's a space for hope, refreshing, and a place to honor God as you were created to be. At the Rise Up and Flourish Conference, we will tackle the injustices that try to hold Black people down and steal our joy. For two days, we will gather like family, the witness a Black Christian Collective team, and their lineup of dynamic guests will speak to your core concerns. You will encounter dynamic worship, thoughtful presentations, and meaningful conversations that will empower you to experience the joy and justice you seek. The conference will include powerful talks from Danielle Koch, Jamar Tisby, Tyler Burns, Christina Edmondson, and yours truly. Life-giving worship will be led by Chantel Varnado, founder of Kingdom United Collective. We will also celebrate the upcoming release of the BCC's Vice President Ali Henney's new book, I Won't Shut Up, Finding Your Voice When the World Tries to Silence You. We want to see you at the Joy and Justice Conference Rise Up and Flourish 2023 on June 23rd through June 24th, 2023 in Chicago's South Suburbs. The conference will be held at Lilydale First Baptist Church's Legacy Campus located at 424 Indian Wood Boulevard, Park Forest, Illinois, 60466. Buy your ticket today at riseupandflourish.com. Regular price tickets are $125 and $200 at the door. But Truth Table listeners will receive 25% off of your ticket price when you use the code TRUTHTABLE at checkout. Don't forget, you'll get 25% off when you use the promo code TRUTHTABLE at checkout when you purchase your conference ticket at riseupandflourish.com. Register today, and we will see you there. Our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is making waves and shifting culture. I closed this book feeling like I had just partaken in a multi-course meal, filled with grace and the courage to carry on. And I believe you'll finish this book feeling the same way. Morgan Harper Nichols, artist and poet. Buy Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at our website or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back at the table. It's our book anniversary. Book anniversary. <laughs> Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. So, yes. What would you say about the feedback? What what are we hearing from the from the uh, the sisters yeah. and the brothers in the standing room section well, listen, and the people? Well, listen, we did because the book audience is not always the same as the listening audience. Oh, it's not. So it's yeah. not. It's <laughs> not. And uh, I think that um, yeah. So yeah, I, I certainly didn't write this book for myself. It's not a journal. It's not like you know. It's, it, was, it was written for others. Yeah, and I think the that's probably been the most fun and encouraging part of it. Like the work that we do when we, when, how it's received by people outside of us 
that is what makes it worth it and, and the way in which it, you know, is a catalyst for them to do some type of introspection or change or to, to launch their own thing, their own book, their own ministry or whatever. And I think we've had, we've had the unique privilege over the last several years at this point of having people who will tell us that they have been inspired by our work and they've created their own their own thing, mm -hmm. right? So we know a number of podcasts or authors and people that we have pushed behind the scenes to to step out and, you know, it, that we've encouraged to do all kinds of things. And um, so that that's inspiring to me. Like the educator in me is, uh, you know, that's what we, educators are, we really tend to have an investment in this idea of duplication, not creating a bunch of mini-me's in a weird that's narcissistic right. way, but, but inspiring inspiring people to own their gifts, their own skill and to get out there. And so I think the podcast has done that, but the book has done that as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love when I get feedback from people about uh, certain chapters. Um, I think the one that, that I wrote where I get the most feedback is probably the forgiveness chapter. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is the one that I think most people uh, and, and, I, and I intentionally tried to I intentionally tried to pick some themes that I thought would be uh, kind of timeless mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, not that the other ones aren't enduring factors in society for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think of forgiveness at core at the Christian understanding as well as the way it's misunderstood and manipulated. So that is the one where I think I have gotten the most the most emails or messages about and how people have decided to choose a path of the process of forgiving others or forgiving themselves, forgiving mm -hmm. God. And, and also having the ability to recognize when someone else is using some form of spiritual abuse to manipulate them into a way of not seeking justice and mm -hmm. calling it forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, so that those are, those are the responses that have been most important to me. How about you in terms of feedback on the book in general, but also the things that you wrote specifically. And, you know, when you think about the people that, yeah. you, that we talked to or that you've run into out and about in the world. Yeah, I know. Out and about in the world. So, yeah, it's so interesting. Like, you know, you just never know how your book is impacting some, you know, mm -hmm. someone. And so um, actually when I went to um, uh, the UN, you know, and, you know, in um, Geneva, Switzerland, yeah. uh, there was actually a sister there that actually came with her book in hand, mm -hmm. you know, talking about how the book has impacted her and how she, you know, is really grateful for it. And I was like, what? Like all the way here in Switzerland, you know, she's American too, but it was just like, what? it was just like, Mm -hmm. It was a sweet surprise. Let's say you know? <laughs> it was a real sweet surprise. And someone who, you know, who I, I respect, you know, and who is also now um, a comrade, you know, in the struggle. But it's just like, wow, you just don't know who's reading your work. You don't know how it's impacting them and shaping them. You, you don't know who is paying attention, you know, uh, to you. So some of the feedback that I have um, gotten uh has, has always been encouraging. It's typically on the hidden and plain side of single black woman's manifesto oh, sure. and or colorism, the audacious mm. perseverance of colorism. Yeah. Um, some people are like, wow, I really, you know, I never really understood colorism in this way. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it's really eye opening, mm -hmm. you know, or for some, like some people that know me, like I have a college, a friend from college, um, uh, my gay BFF from college, mm -hmm. uh, went to visit him, you know, a while back and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm reading your book and just working through it. And he's like, I never knew his, I, I can't believe it was all that time that we were in college. I hope I don't cry because I mm -hmm. hold that time in college. I never knew, yes. you know, that you were dealing with this, mm -hmm. you know, that you 
you know, you didn't like who you saw. Mm -hmm. in the, you know, and it's, it's a trip because we literally you so differently. Yeah, because we, we shared the bed together. Like this mm -hmm. is somebody that, mm -hmm. you know, a really, really good friend of mine, you know, because he was facing all types of uh, mess, you know, mm -hmm. from his own roommate. So I was like, well, come, come stay with me. Come, you know, be with me. And so he would literally was, you know, we were together like peas in a pod like this. And so uh, that was so uh, like, wow, you know, somebody that really knew you, yeah. knew you intimately, but still did not know you know, what you were holding on to, what you were carrying, um, what you were dealing with, what you were grappling with. So, mm -hmm. you know, so hearing from him and, you know, hearing him say that, like, I had no clue. So he's like, I'm taking my time with the book, you know, because it's just, whew. you know, he was like, he, he was like, there's a, you know, the, the humor and that really helps, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, he's like, it's heavy. It's like, wow. He's like, I just did not know. I did not know mm -hmm. this is what you were dealing with. And then of course, with the singleness, you know, a lot of this is just feeling seen, for sure. You know, very, very much feeling seen, mm -hmm. um, very much, you know, baffled mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe by my, by my, by my story, but you know, but like, I get it, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm also living this or yeah. my, my life runs somewhat parallel in some mm -hmm. ways, or there's some areas of divergence, but, mm -hmm. um, so that that's been good and affirming, of course, to hear that, um, from people. I haven't heard anything negative, although I, I guess the, some people might not be inclined to typically yeah, say something I'm, negative. I'm, I'm sure, sure there's their thoughts. I'm sure there's thoughts, but I haven't, you know, and it has, it has actually pretty a very strong rating actually on, um, I think Amazon and Goodreads, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, those are the two chapters that have really, mm -hmm. that I get a lot of, um, feedback yeah. from, and I hear a lot of thank yous, you yeah, know, yeah. um, for, because I'm telling you that, that singleness one, I mean, in colorism, I had to really, be very vulnerable and those are not, mm -hmm. that's not well, you made a choice to be right? yeah i mean you didn't have to be but it, well, yeah. you, you gave that as a gift and yeah. I, it's uh the one the other one um for me that i think stands out that i've heard people people have texted me if they know me or whatever it's, marriage. it's probably the marriage chapter. yeah mm -hmm. i was married now <laughs> mm -hmm. and that one and, and people usually usually it's married people who mm -hmm. reach out to me that will say like okay that's one. That's chapter one. I, I need, I need more. Like, can you give me, <laughs> give us like, a whole book. Like, can, let's just do a workshop. And I was like, okay. That's but, funny. but I, but I also think that there's a sense in which people, Christians who are trying to have a marriage that is not a caricature. Yeah. Um, or is, or, you know, or is it some kind of bondage, some kind of, you know, uh, domination or hierarchical arrangement. They, they're looking for a paradigm that is faithful to scripture, mm -hmm. um, where people seek to see each person thrive. Mm -hmm. And I think they're recognizing just how limited the resources seem to be, um, um, particularly oh, amongst absolutely. people who would consider themselves, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of orthodox, mm -hmm. right? Tradi yeah, traditional, uh -huh. yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call it, yeah. right? They just yeah. feel like that it's, it, it feels very limited. So, um, and also, yeah, and I think we do have to, um, we have to be in the kind of company that encourages us in whatever journey that we're in. And so, um, so that's, that's where I've gotten feedback is in those spaces. You know, I, I um, the, the, the book ends with those blank sections. Yeah. Notes. Right. Yeah. Note sections where we, the goal at least was to have people inspired from the writings and then create their own music. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, I would want to appeal to our audience that we would love to read some of your musings that you're comfortable sharing. Um, that yeah. you know, we would love to to hear what chapter you have added 
to this book. Yes. <laughs> what yes, is, yes, yes. What's the topic, what the musings? chapter? Yeah. What are your musings? And so we've given you a year. Happy birthday book. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday. The little book that could. Listen. And uh, yeah. And so we would love for you to share those with us because I, I am I am curious to to hear what was what was stirred up in the yeah, audience. Yeah, I would love that. I would love um see what what would you say, you know, as we as we come to our close. Mm-hmm. Uh, what as would I you come say? Uh, no, for real, but we really everything is a sermon, Carrie. Not on. like a black preacher. Like we, this we is a, come to our we're telling the truth. This is, we ain't about to look up. <laughs> are you implying, are you implying that, the, that the, lead, the saints of God are, are facetious when they say that? Um, Carry on. What would be like that, I guess, for you, the highlights, you know, of, you know, we, we talked about some of the, you know, the hard things yeah. that change, you know, but what's oh, the, the highlight, you know, of, yeah. Oh, well, I, I think you go, I, I, this book out. I do not think that we, I, I think for, the the rest of my professional journey, I will feel honored to have been nominated for an NAACP um, uh, Image Award. I think that it's a huge deal. I think that there's not, we could not carry on enough about how big of a deal that was. And I think when we wrote the book, we actually, I don't remember us actually sitting around saying, it's going to get this, it's going to get that. I don't think that's the approach no. that we took. I think <laughs> I think really our goal was like, can we just meet this deadline and get, get this book out there? Because I'm tired and I really actually can't think right now. Um, so, so yeah, so when that came through, it was just like sweet. And it was a true God wink and a source of encouragement. I think I... I I feel like in the last year, I've been uniquely blessed. Both projects that I've participated in, written projects, have received a variety of awards. The podcast mm-hmm. itself has received awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we don't. I I know I don't do things with the expectation because I do think I do think that we're niche. We are niche. I'm I'm very aware. Truth niche. I am very aware, and 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 function with the expectation that everybody will not like what we do. I mean, I don't intentionally try to make them angry, but I just know the nicheness of it. It is, we talk about political topics that some people don't want to reckon with. Matter of fact, to the tune of millions that we don't want to reckon with. We talk about- Operations now. I mean, very reasonable, y'all. Gun control. Now, today, stat. Um, So we know that people don't like that. We also are are pretty um, old school in terms of our, our, our kind of our brace of Christian faith and Christian's faith embrace of us. Uh, we've not thrown out the church, although we can c- critique sociologically the, the church. And so so there are many reasons yeah. why people be like, I don't know about them. But to, to receive both recognition and honor in places of faith and in secular institutions and in civil rights organizations, which is a significant part That's of my huge. life's work and ministry is around yes, issues of justice. Mm-hmm. It It is a real uh, kindness. Yes. And I'll take it for granted. So that I would say that's the, the biggest surprise and gift is the level of recognition for the podcast, for this book, and in the other book that I worked on as well in the last year. Um, it is, it's just, it's just been really sweet. What would you say? Yeah, for me, it's definitely the NAACP Image Award nomination mm-hmm. for our book, because this book really was a labor of love. Yeah. I mean, it was, and you know, and it's of, real Christian. Of course, and truth was a labor <laughs> of love. The podcast is a labor of love. Y'all, y'all know we've been at this for goodness. Uh, 75 six, years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> six years, you know, seven seasons. So we've, we've, and we, and we got, we've gotten, you know, some awards um, there and accolades for that. Praise God for that. But something about the book felt, even a little bit more special because, mm-hmm. I, and maybe because of, um, for me, what I poured into it, 
mm-hmm. was not a small thing for me to write those chapters. Yeah. I had to do a lot of work, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of self-work, a lot of inner work for me to get to the point where I can, you know, tell the truth, you know, about my experiences and something that I'm currently living. Right. Well, actually, both things I'm living in. <laughs> right. right. Dealing with colorism, you know, as a dark skinned black woman, that's mm-hmm. something I'm still still living with. Right. And contending with, you know, um, the the stratification that comes with that. But then also mm-hmm. um, singleness and the ways those interact, you know, and so those those are some very real um, real issues, you know, mm-hmm. some real core issues, uh, in my own personal life. Um, and so it felt r- really like a real, a kiss from God, what I call a kiss from God to have gotten that, um, image award nomination, like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, and like from like, my, I mean, goodness, one of the premier civil rights organizations, um, mm-hmm. in the, the U S and the oldest, sure. you know, yep, and AACP. Sure. I mean, I just like, there's no bigger. Yeah. I don't think it's bigger is, than and that. This is not a Christian. <laughs> this is certainly not a Christian organization, right? Yeah. Although, although it has significant uh, roots and connections mm-hmm. to the black church, but yeah, I think I think that's what w- struck struck me as well. Because out of all the the many things that were just nominated right. and the many people that were nominated, there's no doubt yeah. that Truth they Table represented the most Christian. <laughs> oh, the book is Jesus. The thing nominated for sure, and I mean across for multiple sure. categories. In sure. many ways, unless we're talking about like the gospel, the gospel music category. So for our mm-hmm. book to stand next to uh, what, for lack of a better term, secular books. Um, yeah, it, it took it. Somebody made a decision. <laughs> Somebody's and whoever God, you are, thank God you. did. Listen, and but God using did. people, Dude, using certainly people. Mm-hmm. to say like, let's move this one forward. Listen, I'm it was, I was like, when it happened, I was like, God did it. Because other this oh. is a very Jesusy book. <laughs> yes, it really is. But but to, <laughs> but to your point that true table really is niche though. So it so is. we can talk about the sociology and the theology, and we could talk about pop culture and weave it weave it all in with mm-hmm. laughter and everything. And and you get that from this book. You know, it is actually a, a true representation of of truth table. You know, and so um so it's been a, an an honor and a joy to have written. Um, this mm-hmm. book and we will be writing our own individual, you know, projects and we'll see what other book projects the Lord might have in the future for Truth Table. You know, you know, we're always percolating with ideas, you know, so we always, mm-hmm. got, we always got something cooking, you know, but the um, Holy streets are talking that right, the Holy streets are talking, <laughs> but we, you know, I, I just, I do thank God, you know, for that. We, that we can say that we are authors. Yeah. You know, um, that a lot That's of people sweet. can't say that. Oh, it's a huge deal. I mean, I, whenever I get into my, uh, my, my writing or education or learning kick, I, I you know, it, it, a lot of it has to do with the, my family of origin and culture and HBCU stuff. But yeah, like I take it very seriously mm-hmm. that, um, the, the, the history of, of, of black people not being able to read, to write, yeah, to contribute, not to not be, not being considered as intellectuals yes. and yet, and yet are. And having to create different forms of of learning, of communication, um, in, in incredibly creative ways, from the hush harbors mm-hmm. um, to to what we have today, and and how we navigate even the podcast, the podcast mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. Um, it's within that tradition. It's, I can see the direct line, and yeah, I just I think that it's a part of worship to honor the gifts that God has given 
to us, to put out books, to put out, to contribute to the, the conversation, to contribute to the culture. Um, but I don't take it for granted as a black woman to be able to do that. To do that, yeah. Knowing that literally I descend from people who were, who were, who were killed for mm -hmm. seeking to read, let alone to write. For doing less, right. Yes. Exactly. So it, it's, it will always be a big deal to me. It is. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's not a small thing. So mm -hmm. we do. We thank God and we thank y'all, of course, for also not only sitting at the table, but also reading our book. And if you haven't read it yet. And if you haven't bought <laughs> it or read it yet, we invite you Today to go ahead and buy it and read it. And we do hope that it will bless you, that you'll be able to take something. Yeah. You know, um, away from it. There's something in there, I feel like, for everybody. Somewhere. For sure. <laughs> Somewhere in this book. Well, like, even just hearing other people's stories is a way that it, it, it helps up. to sharpen us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It does. So, anyway. So, happy first birthday to our happy book. Happy birthday book. Truth Table. Black <laughs> Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Thank y'all so much for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us. Share with us your talk. Thoughts, email us your thoughts about our book and our book anniversary and your musings. We want to hear from you. We want to know your musings. So email us at asktruestable at gmail.com. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.